People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Brothers Talk family, once again, we welcome you around the world, wherever you're listening in, and wherever you can engage in critical thinking and relevant conversations to promote activism, supporting the Black community. And first-time listeners, we're glad you joined us to help carry on the double mission of sharing enlightened conversations and promoting new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. And we keep the focus on practicing prevention against COVID because we're concerned about the lives of people, and the fact remains that we're still experiencing death around all of us from coronavirus or its complications each week at a rate of over 500 people a day, which is an increase over December and yet only 15.5% of the population have gotten booster doses. We will not be silent about the prospect of losing even more of our loved ones after over 1.1 million Americans have perished from this dread disease to date. So we'll say it again, please get vaccinated, wear your mask when in crowds, wash your hands, and practice social distancing when you can. Come on, people, we can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod, and thanks, family, for your continuing support. Uh, as Rod said, every week we're going to keep hammering home. Uh, people need to get protected, need to protect themselves and their family members and their loved ones. The co- this coronavirus is, is, I know too many people who have still, who are still getting the virus, and there are a number of people who people are still dying from the virus. And because they're not showing it on the news, because they're not making it a priority, because people are acting like babies and crying and whining, oh, with no mask and all that nonsense. It's still going on out there. And the fact that they said that we may have to start getting a, a yearly vaccine vaccination, just like with the uh, flu, they said that early, early on when the virus first came out. So we knew where it was heading and now we're there. Uh, that lets you know that the virus isn't going anywhere. And Go out, spend your money, and support black businesses. Norm? Thanks, Scott. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank Ed Reed, a personal hero of mine, for taking a stand for the health and welfare of our young people. You know, he was offered the job, and he, you know, he he spoke about the conditions when he got there of, you know, the filth and the, the school, the yard, and his office, and what have you, and the mold. And, uh, you know, we talk about health constantly on, on our show, and we have to really consider the health of our young people as well. And he took a stand. He lost his job because of it. But I just wanted to give him a shout out and let him know, you know, we're behind you. Rod? This has been a tough week as we have been exposed to the grim reality of the old saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same, with another blatant reminder of the white supremacist underpinnings of the unique American form of policing, even when it's displayed by black faces. 
Once again, the world has been made aware of the brutal nature of a system that was created to capture, control, and intimidate the victims of enslavement and protect the white settlers from uprisings by escaped slaves and so-called marauding natives. In Memphis, Tennessee, unarmed, six-foot-three-inch, 150-pound Tyree Nichols was literally beaten to death by five Memphis police officers, part of an urban crime unit for no discernible reason, and then left to effectively die on the street like a dog, even though technically he died three days later without regaining consciousness. The world has to see what we as Black people in this country are faced with every day, which is the prospect of being killed at the hands of law enforcement for no other reason than the color of our skin. Now, many are trying to make a case for change because of how swiftly the Just Us system moved to fire these Black officers and suspend others. But to me, that's not distinction without a difference because another Black life has been unnecessarily lost at the hands of police. And even if they go to jail and throw away the key, they're still part of the only 2% that are ever prosecuted for these kinds of crimes. And just like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Eric Gardner, and too many countless others, the main and likely only reason anything was done is because the cameras caught them. You know, with this situation, there there, there are a lot of things got exposed there. And, and, and it shows just how much work needs to be done uh, to ring in the police and people could stop being in denial. And I'm tired of people out here talking about, oh, that's just, you know, we got, you know, hundreds of thousands of policemen, there's only a few bad apples. That's that's just not true because this is just happening too much. And they, I, I saw an article about the number of people, I, I don't recall the number that uh, policemen killed last year it's just astounding. It was just, and we don't even know about it. They killed more people last year than any other time than they than they've done in history. But we don't hear about it uh, in the media because it's all about the elites, and it just doesn't doesn't seem to matter that ordinary people, it's been particular black people, are the ones suffering. Their families are suffering. They're suffering from the brutality from the police department. And uh, it's all, it seems that it's all about uh, appeasing the elites, not uh, 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 upsetting the elites. And when I say elites, I might as well say just the rich people, because they're the ones who are really call, calling the shots. And so you got this situation where you kill this young black man, and okay, we fire and arrest five black men for doing rightfully so but why can't we do that in all of these other cases where we have video evidence where people are violating a black person usually a black male's rights and they don't even go to jail let alone get, get charged or anything like that why such a diff such a difference other than the fact that there was a, a black female police officer there rod you know, you said it before, there literally have been more cases since the, uh, the the murder that was recorded on film. Since that point till today, things have gotten actually worse. And I, I want to point out to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party that's supposed to be representing some kind of reform in this country. All they have done is literally give these people more money 
and a green light to continue the same practices. There's just no accountability on any level. And the sad reality is in this department, just like many departments across the country, this is just the status quo. This is business as usual. And if this was not on film, they would have created any kind of scenario they wanted to to justify murdering this young man. And you know, Scott, that was an excellent point about them continuing to talk about the bad apples. Because one of the things that I keep taking up with my friends and family in law enforcement is that we've all worked with people. And I don't care what job you're in, when you work around people, you know those people to a certain degree when it comes to the work that they do. You may not know a lot about their home life or their families and whatnot, but you know what kind of worker they are. And we always hear cops talking about, you know, how they are family, brothers in blue, brothers and sisters in blue. And so just like the rest of us, when we work with people, we know what they're capable of. So we don't want to hear this nonsense about the few bad apples, because if you're a cop, you supposedly train to not only identify, but to root out criminal behavior. So you're working right along beside people. And I've never had a cop ever tell me that they didn't know that there were some folks that they're working with who were racist. There were some folks who they were working with that they knew who were dirty. And yet time and time again, when these things happen, like you said, Scott, it just isn't going to wash to say, that it's only a few bad apples because what I always go back to is like how they ignore the rest of that statement that says a few bad apples can spoil a whole bunch. And so to me, if you're working along beside these people and you didn't report them or you don't ensure that they get prosecuted, then you're part of the problem too, just like we talk about with racism. The new stats are out and you also said about the numbers are even worse showing that from 2013 to 2022, Black people were nearly eight times more likely to be killed by police than whites in this country, even though whites outnumber us by four times. And the statistics still say we don't commit crimes at any greater rate than they do. And one thing that continues to gall me, and I'm a preacher, is the call for prayer after one of these events, because the God that I serve is a God who makes it clear that he's a God who specializes in the miraculous and not that that we can do for ourselves. So for all you prayer warriors out there, how about when we finish our prayers, we get up and go out and demand that our lawmakers do better. Pass the George Floyd crime bill, enforce stricter gun control, get rid of a racist legal system and refuse to wait for the next tragedy to occur. You know, Rod, excellent point, especially about people being proactive and getting off their butts, off their behinds and doing something. Because to me, it, it, it's, it's so frustrating you know, it just makes me want to just scream or holler or say something like, how is it that this continues to happen and we're not outraged? We're only outraged for a period of time. And it, it appears that then, oh, we just lose energy, uh, lose momentum until the next time. And I think part of the reason is that, well, it didn't happen in my neighborhood. It didn't happen in my family. It didn't happen to anybody I know. So a lot of people are staying on, standing on the sidelines, especially the black people. They're not saying anything. And, and the thing is, it may, be not, may not be your relative or, or, or your spouse or friend, whomever, but it is by the same token, it is. And it is you because it shows you the level of disrespect and the, and the, and the, and the level of 
the, the what's a good word for it? I can't can't come up with a word now, but they it's showing you that people don't value black lives or what we think at all. Because all we do is like you said, Rod, we get out there and we say a prayer, we have these visuals, we go march, we we hold signs, and then that's it until the next time. There has to be some real action. We gotta organize. It's okay to march, it's okay to propose uh protest. But we gotta we gotta do more. We gotta do better. You know, I want to piggyback on something, uh, Scott. You alluded to, and so did Rod. You know, the bad apple theory here. There were over twenty cops at that scene, and not one police officer actually tried to do anything to save this man's life. They're all complicit in this murder. All of them. Only five were charged. But literally, like Rod said. They're there to basically enforce the law. That's their job. They did not do their jobs. They were complicit in the murder of this young man. And until people, all of them, are held accountable and the culture addressed, actually the cultural white supremacy addressed, we are living this just like it was 1920. We're living this. And so just like you said there, Scott, it's not your relative until it is. And so, you know, one of the things that came out today was about the police reports for that incident in Memphis, that these depraved individuals wrote up the report that literally said Tyree Nichols reported being short of breath. That was it. They didn't write anything about having beaten him, about him, quote unquote, resisting arrest or anything. The only thing they said in the report is that he reported being short of breath, which it was never seen on any of the cameras. You know, they showed where after they beat him up, they tried to prop him up against the, the side of a car and he kept falling over because, you know, because he was unconscious. And so that's the kind of thing that goes on. And to your other points is that, yeah, we need to be more active. We drop this again right at the feet of the Congressional Black Caucus that we need to engage our people to go out and say, you know what, if you got a black representative go and camp out in their offices and demand that they force the George Floyd crime bill to come up for a vote. You know, all of these 55 plus people who are part of that, we need to be calling them to account, making them accountable for their lack of support. And if they don't do it, that's the kind of thing that can get them unelected at the next go round. You know, we should have people at the front of this leading the charge to say, if you're not going to do what we sent you there to do, which is to look out for our interests as your black constituency, then we don't need you in there. But that's the first thing that we should really be encouraging people to do. We should be marching on our quote unquote black elected leaders. And then we ought to be demanding that our black Haitian Indian uh, vice president, that she be held accountable too. But we cannot sit still and let this kind of thing keep going on without us being activists. You know what? I, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, we got to start someplace. And I think that one of the things that people can start doing, we got to put pressure on, like you said, the Congressional Black Caucus. They got to start saying something about gun violence because we're the ones that appears to be impacted the most and police, police brutality is clear that we're being uh, impacted more than anybody else. But to me, uh, if, if they just had some common sense and somebody said, hey, look, like the police officer, like the police chief, yeah, 
you fired those guys and you locked those guys up. But somebody got to stand up and be an adult and fire her too. And if they, and I think if they do that across the country, if somebody on your on, on in your police on your unit does something like that, a kill an unarmed person, whether they black, brown, or whatever, they're not the only ones get fired. Right now, we're not holding them accountable, but you're hiding behind the fact that you didn't do it. The police chief, they got to start holding the police chief accountable because on any other job, when some of your subordinates screw up really bad, the CEO has to go. And that's what they have to start doing. We have to start demanding across the country that these police officers, these chiefs of police, and everybody in that line chain of command has to go. And I think they'll start cleaning that mess up. And you know something, I'm going to agree with you and Rod here. You know, we really have to get organized and really have our policies out front and center when dealing with our politicians. But one thing I wanted to add to, to the statement that both of you gentlemen made, we really have to start this on a local level, block by block, house by house, family by family. We really have to organize on a local level and that way we can really have a national reach. Yeah, because, you know, and that wasn't just the first of those reports, because, you know, this particular article I read talked about how the police always underreport these kind of instances to make it seem more favorable to them. They never really talk about what was accurately in there. And that includes George Floyd. They said in the Breonna Taylor matter, they didn't even report that she was injured. You know, here's a woman hit six times by bullets, including one that was that went right next to her heart and killed her. And the police report didn't even report that she was injured. And so just like you both saying, the accountability needs to go all throughout. And we have to stop. Again, I'm circling back to the Congressional Black Caucus because they have the direct leverage and power to be able to make sure that the George Floyd police reform bill comes up for a vote and see that's where you can the rubber can meet the road because there's lots of liberals who out there saying they support it but they can say that because they basically know it's never going to come up for a vote and so when these group of black politicians who we have to stop being just happy that we got a black face up there especially when that black face isn't doing anything for us it's almost like you know our position was look if you're in there and the only thing you represent as a black face, I'd rather have a white face who would do something for us. And yet we just continue to sit back and, and hero worship, you know, like we did with the Obamas. We, we were so enamored with them. And yes, all of us were proud of the fact that they were in there, but after being proud, the next step is accountability. Uh, no question. And that, and that's what it all comes down to to me is, is uh, accountability. There hasn't been any accountability uh, for the number of black people who lost their lives, who've been brutalized by cops. All they do is uh, we as the citizens pay the uh, uh, enormous lawsuit sums that because they always get get awarded millions of dollars. I saw something when this guy was saying that all of these police departments had they have uh, insurance. But they don't even use insurance for that because they know that they can get that fund that they ask for more in their budget and get it funded. So so we're paying guys, we're paying policemen, literally, they're double dipping. We're paying their salaries. And then for them misbehaving, bad behavior, brutalizing our communities, brutalizing people that look like us, 
we're paying that. We're settling that for them also. We're paying that debt for them also. And, hey, it's just wrong. People got to start saying something about it. We got to start being louder about it. We got to be – people got to talk about that, and we have to address it. Right. You know, I just wanted to bring up another case here because you mentioned the falsifying of police reports. And there was the, the brother who was shot and killed in South Carolina when he was actually running away from the police was shot in the back and shot several times. When his, when the police report came out, they literally justified his killing. If someone wasn't there on a phone recording that entire incident, we would have never have known about it. I don't know. Y'all may have heard about this. You may have saw it. And this is part of the problem. You know, Ocho, Emmanuel Ocho, who he's like on ESPN, one of those. He said that he doesn't have generational trauma like black Americans because he's Nigerian. See, that's part of the problem right there. It, it, it's not my problem. You know, here's this guy right here. He's coming over here benefiting off the backs of black people. But hey, that's what's happening to y'all. It's not my problem. It's not his problem until it happens to his children. I'm just saying, and that's and that's the uh, symptom. That's part of the problem. Somebody with that mentality, he's come over here. He's benefited from being considered an African American. No one would have known you was Nigerian until you told him. But but what's happening to black folks ain't his problem. So there you have it. That's our opinion. Let us know what you think because as we are saying, it has to start with each and every one of us holding ourselves accountable so that we can then turn around and make sure that our members of Congress are responsible to us. In our Black Business Spotlight, meet Dr. Kamika Smith, founder and CEO of the Boss Network, an online community of professional and entrepreneurial women who support each other through digital content, programs, and event-based networking as she announces the return of her organization's second annual Boss Impact Fund. The fund focuses on investing in Black women-led businesses and preparing these entrepreneurs to build scalable, growth-aggressive companies. Its goal is to raise investment funding for 500-plus Black women entrepreneurs over the next three years. Following up on the success of the fund's inaugural launch in 2022, the Boss Network will continue its partnership with SAGE via the SAGE Foundation, the global market leader for technology that provides small and medium businesses with the visibility, flexibility, and efficiency to manage finances, operations, and people for its three-year, $1.5 million commitment to support the fund with the Invest in Progress grant. To register or for more information, visit bossimpactfund.com. The deadline for submissions is February 25th. That's a wrap for this show. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget that you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until our next program, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, remember, Let's do better today because that's all we really have.